A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm so excited for my guest today. It's Vanessa Bayer. Of course, you know her from SNL. Uh, she's on the Showtime show, I Love That For You, which I'm on the edge of my seat hoping that we're getting the second season. I need the second season. Uh, also, Vanessa has a podcast called How Did We Get Weird? Vanessa, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you. I don't know if you know this, but we grew up in this similar area. I'm from Solon, Ohio, and you're from wow. Orange. Yeah, I went okay. to Orange. I'm from like Chagrin Falls area. Chagrin Falls is right near where I, I grew up. And and I actually met when I was in high school, Molly Shannon in Chagrin Falls. Oh, my God. Uh, she, Molly's from Shaker High. And I know you co-star with her. And I love that yes. for you. Yeah. It's so crazy to do the show with her because... Um, even though we were both on SNL, we were never on at the same time. So now getting to work with her is so fun. And we're like, we both know, like, you know, you know, Beachwood Place. We love Tommy's. <laughs> she used to work at Tommy's. I I oh like my Tommy's is my, my favorite restaurant in Cleveland. And I talk about it all the time. And um, they're very nice to me there. <laughs> um, but like, she knows Tommy. Uh, you know, it's like we, sorry, I spent a long time in that one place, but we know all the same places. And it's so funny. And now I know you do too. It's so wild. And uh, I remember my friend worked at the popcorn shop in Chagrin Falls. And I know we're getting yes. really insular here. So audience, listeners are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? But mm-hmm. there was this in Chagrin Falls, this this still shop there. that sold popcorn. Yeah, still there. And my friend knew I was like obsessed with Molly Shannon in high school and was like, Molly's in Chagrin Falls, come. So I like grabbed the car keys for my parents. I was 16 years old, never drove that recklessly in my whole life, drove picked up a friend, we go to Chagrin Falls, and then Ma- we were like looking, where did she go? And come to find out she was eating dinner at this restaurant with, uh, I believe her now husband, but um, she was like, we didn't want to bug her. And the host was yeah. like, oh, well, why don't you guys wait outside? And then you could say hi afterwards. Molly would love to do that or something. She had known Molly or something. Anyway, so we okay. waited and then Molly while we waited, went back to the popcorn shop, like bought her presents or got her presents, probably stole from the popcorn shop because my friend was working and like wrote these notes. And then Molly was so nice. She took pictures. I have pictures of me in high school doing the superstar pose. It it meant the world to me, meant the world to me. You know, what's so funny is that um, I have, when I was a camp counselor in like near Canton, Ohio, I had a camper who said she was cousins with Molly. And so we would have, like, I have a photo of her, like doing the superstar pose and we were all like so excited about it. And then when I started doing the show with Molly, I was like, I think I had your camper. And then I showed her a picture, you know, from, uh, you know, from when I was a camp counselor and, and Molly was like, I've never seen that girl before. In my life. <laughs> so we that. like all the whole time I was at camp. We're like, we were like so starstruck by this camper and sure. come to find out she just maybe made it up. I still want to get to the bottom of it. Well, there's this thing in Ohio, and I'm so fascinated by what what your history is with this, but it's like there's no access in Northeast Ohio to like celebrity. And so right, right. 
it was such a huge deal that Molly was like sort of from a nearby town. And I remember this girl went to who I went to middle school with. She like went away to a camp and Mandy Moore was like at the camp with her right before. And this girl was like a celebrity herself in middle school because she tangentially right. like everyone who met- went to stage door. Right. And then they met and then they met um, Natalie Portman. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, I just love to see Ohio people succeed and. Same. I, I, I can't believe you're from Solon. I was just, um, I was just talking to my parents about Miles Market and how, um, remember they used to give away free coffee. Yeah, yeah. I was when I was researching yeah. for this interview, I saw you uh, on a WKYC interview, and you were talking about Heinen's, and I was like, oh my god. Oh Heinen's. yeah. <laughs> Ugh, what what a day to just oh, hang wow. out in Heinen's grocery store. Um, so tell me about I love that for you. Are we getting a season two? I had Matt Rogers on sort of recently, and he said there's a season two written. So yeah, where what is happening? I we're still waiting to hear, but I I feel very hopeful that truly that's the truth. Is like we still don't know, um, but I feel very hopeful. We do have a second season written, so um, so fingers crossed. I'm sorry okay. I don't have more of an answer for you. Like no, I know people okay. come here for like the dish. No, but I I feel like it's a good sign because there was some change in Showtime leadership and they yeah. did cancel a, f- a few shows. Yes. And not your show. So I'm assuming that was good news. Exactly. We we're we're, you know, sad to like see that these other shows got canceled, but then also it's like, you know, it seems like we're still they still haven't done that to us, so we're feeling, you know, positive about that. Is there anything okay. you can spoil about a season two of I Love That For You? You know, I can't really spoil anything, but I, I will say look forward to, you know, uh, we've got a lot more fun um, stuff going on with all the characters. And um, we just got so lucky because, you know, not only are our writers so talented, but our cast is just so funny and there's also unique and we just now that we like sort of know more about them like we know them as people better and 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 like kind of where and how they shine it's really fun we've been able to really take advantage of that i think in the scripts Uh, (laughs) switching gears a little bit we're recording this right before super bowl weekend and there's this clip that pops up all the time in regards to football of you and the tatina's pizza sketch (laughs) it's so fucking funny uh just is there anything that sort of sticks out to the making of that sketch for, for those that aren't familiar? It's, uh, you're making, uh, Tatina's pizza rolls for your hungry guys. It's sort of a parody of a typical Tatina's pizza commercial. And Kristen Stewart comes by the house and you have this very, um, this love affair happening behind the guys who are watching football. And it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it started, it actually, we got to do three seasons in a row. We got to do like Super Bowl Totino's commercials, which is pretty rare. Like they, they let you do that and that they get in every time kind of because so much stuff gets cut from the show. So many sketches don't make it in. But the first time we did it, um, it was like an ad for this Totino's um, like women's activity pack. So women would have like little games to play while the, their hungry guy, while their hungry guys are watching the game. And so we did that. And that was, um, it was with Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider, all three of them, but uh, all three of the commercials we did. So the first time was the women's activity pack. And that was really fun. And then the next year we did one that was for, the new season of the it ended up being for the new season of the X Files. Like it gets it's for Totinos, but it, then it gets haunted, and so that's kind of how it gets like scary, and all the men's eyes turn like completely 
black, you know, they have like no whites in their eyes and it's scary at the end. And then the third one, we thought like this poor woman has no, um, she's never had like a real win. So we wanted her to have a win. And so the third one with Kristen Stewart is, um, is that she, she meets this other woman who's there with her, you know, hungry guy and, um, they fall in love. And it was so fun to do it because, um, it, I do really think it's, it's my favorite one because it's, um, the guys are just having a, they have, we're right behind them and they, and we're like fully making out and they have no, idea what's going on behind them <laughs> it's really fun it's so funny and also just uh so true of, of it, outside of that part of the sketch it's like so true to those totinas commercials like the way you're playing it it's just so it's so good and i i feel like i see it on on twitter all the time and it's just oh, it will live so on nice. forever just all those snack commercials, especially around the Super Bowl, where it's just like a woman who has got to feed feed all the guys. Right, all the hungry <laughs> guys. Like, oh, God. You know, I had tweeted something about kudos bars. And do you remember those? And somebody... My tweet- brother and I were talking about this on our podcast. It's so funny that that's what they're called. Because they were granola bars. Because it's sort of like a sophisticated name for a kid snack to call them kudos. <laughs> like very kind of upscale uh yeah but we loved kudos and they had kudos i don't know if you remember some of the kudos had like m&ms in them and stuff yeah they had an m&ms one a snickers one and i think there was like a dove chocolate i mean they were they were candy bars but we thought thought they were candy granola bars Uh, do they still make them i don't think so i think we looked this up okay yeah 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 but they were pretty um but they were pretty delicious granola bars if i yeah recall yeah they were yeah it was basically a snickers bar but i really thought they were healthy i mean the 90s foods i feel like we were all bamboozled by a little bit because anything in a green box i thought was healthy like the snack well stuff do you remember those yes this is truly so my brother and i have this nostalgic podcast which and and it's called i love that sorry it's not called i love that for you it's called how did we get weird I'm getting my projects mixed up, but um, sorry to be like plugging, plugging, plugging. But no, no, that's um, why I brought it up. Yeah. Okay. Great, 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 great. But we um, we talk about a lot of these snacks, and you know, the thing that we found that's really funny is that a lot of the discontinued like '90s snacks, there's Change.org pages where people petition to get them brought back, and sometimes it works. Like it, it really probably is not what Change.org uh, was going for when they created that site, but. You know, they're probably thinking more like social issues and stuff would get petitioned. But, but, you know, a lot of snacks have made it back that way. But I, I still, you know, I think they still sell snack walls. And God, I loved those. I love that one that was like kind of dry chocolate with like chocolate around it. Wait, you know what? what I mean? There was, was like it a, a chocolate. Snack well? Yeah. There was like a okay. chocolate cookie that was like dry chocolate cake with like sort of a hard chocolate. Devil's food. It was like a devil's yeah, food. Yeah, the devil's yeah, food yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. I yeah. loved. And then I also loved the ones that were sort of like Oreos, but they were like vanilla with cream in the middle. I mean, they're all, they, I think that it's like so 90s. It's like they probably all had like zero to one gram of fat, but like a million calories in them. But we were like, no grams of fat. That's it. Remember, can- they made everything with Olestra, which like made you violently oh shit. Oh my God. But it was like, the oh, thing no calories. That I miss- I miss, you know, some, sometimes people don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, how did you miss this? I miss wow chips with Olestra because yeah. they were so good. And so maybe, you know, you have diarrhea for a day or two. It's worth it. It's like, I don't know. I always <laughs> felt like it was. I just, I love those chips. It felt like such a, and wasn't the thing with them was that 
the like the fat molecules in them were too big for your body to digest and that's why they tasted really good because they had all this fat and stuff in them but then your body couldn't digest it so you just like basically you know it would just come out in the toilet but it's like i don't know i loved those but they did taste good they tasted so good. And I think you can still find them in like Canada or something. I, oh, I've definitely done research on this because I was like, I got to get these back. See, I always think of them as like the hitting the market very hard and then fizzling out. Like, cause I do remember getting them being amazed. Like, yes, shocked. they fizzled out so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, a lot of those snacks came in the nineties were wild. Uh, I want to pivot a little bit to Housewives. I know you are a Housewives fan. Salt Lake City, did you? um, Everyone is going to want to hear your Lisa Barlow impression. So I suppose my number one question is like, can you give me a little away in a manger as Lisa Barlow? Okay. Okay. I have to get back into it. Sometimes I have to watch her before I do it because I sort of forget exactly where she is. Totally not to sound gross. But she's like, I feel like away in a manger was like... Away in a manger, and how does it go? It's uh, <laughs> no crib such... for a bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The angel that sings and sings. I'm making up the words. I love it. No, it's a remix. She also revealed at the reading that she's going to be doing like a six song EP or something. Like what? She's the best. Who doesn't? (laughs) Who doesn't Um, want a six song EP? Who doesn't want a six song EP? Um, I had a tough time because I, as we all did, you know, absolutely loved Heather. And I felt like she came at Whitney so hard. And then I wanted in the reunion for them to sort of make up. And it seems like they're very far from that. Do you want Mary Cosby back or what do you want the cast to look like? I feel, I think this is okay to say, I hope, because I, I mean, unless, I don't know if she listens to this or not, because I feel- It doesn't matter. Scared, don't, scared, okay. don't be scared. Um, I feel scared of her. Yeah, so, I get that. So I I don't know. I, I didn't, I heard, she's coming back as a friend of, is that right? That's the rumor, yes, that she'll be back in a limited capacity. Yeah, I feel like as a friend of, maybe that's okay. It's just, the thing with- um. The thing with Salt Lake that's so frustrating is that like they come down on sort of the wrong people. Like people can commit such huge crimes. And I'm not saying that Mary Cosby necessarily committed a crime, but it's sort of like given the things that are like the rumors that are kind of going around about her, the way that she's so like she and Jen, like who I, I love Jen. I think she's has such a great personality, but the way that they're like just sort of that there's well i guess i shouldn't even say that because it seems like she's done such horrible things and there's so many victims you're right you're right but the thing is like they don't go after anyone in salt lake city in a way that you're like what like it's more important for them to be like loyal to jen and to mary cosby than it is to be like to, it, on the it's, right it, side of history yeah exactly yeah. and they, they'll go so hard after like whitney you you started a rumor it's like well she didn't rip off like a bunch of elders all these elderly people she just maybe she like said something out of turn it's it's so crazy to me and you know that that stuff just like would not fly in other franchises and it's frustrating to watch because you're like 
Heather, what are you do? What's going on here? Why do you feel like you have to be so loyal to these people that are like ruining people's lives? Yeah, I feel like there must be something behind it. You know, one of the most fascinating things is in Heather's book, she talks about one of the, I don't remember if it was the time she met Jen Cha or one of the times when she first met Jen Cha, but they go out and Heather's like flirting with this guy and Jen she she presents the story as if it was like Jen protecting her, but Jen comes over and uh, takes photos of this guy's ID and then tells Heather, like, leave me on the phone. Like, if you're I want to make sure this guy treats you right. So leave me on the phone. It's like this craziest story that I feel like nobody's talking about. But it was essentially like Jen collecting data on this guy, which she's going away to prison for. But it's presented in the book as like, oh, look, at I just met this girl and she was protecting me from like that's a potential bad date or something. I was like, that's fucked up. That's so weird. And yeah, it's just Heather defending. Also, I have to say her book, I it was so Real Housewives and so funny that she had a party for the cover of her book. That wasn't even done or out That yet. wasn't even done yet. <laughs> Also, like, I don't know, for me, like, if I'm working on anything before it's done, I'm like, I don't want to, like, be talking about it at all. Because I'm like, I just hope this thing gets, like, the confidence to be like, I haven't even written it yet, but I'm going to have a party for the for the covers. <laughs> like, it's so they funny that, that she bu- did that. giant poster of the book. Yeah. And no book was existing <laughs> at that point. It was just a giant cover. It was so <laughs> funny. But, like, yeah, it's just, just, um explaining someone's bad behavior like it's uh positive wait so you do this wonderful impression of lisa barlow do you do meredith at all i feel like she's so oh my god i find meredith to be so hard because she her voice is always changing Mm -hmm. i'll try to do i can do whitney i can sort of do i can do whitney but it's hard like whitney's just like I'm sick of people saying that I'm a swinger. That's from the first season when she was talking about a swinger. She's she talks about now she's like On her I'm journey. trying to do my howling journey and if these girls can't handle it then it's not for me like I have to heal. But but Meredith's so hard. I tried to do it once on bitch sesh. It's sort of like she's sort of like I think it's inappropriate. I don't know. She's really hard. She's really, really hard because her voice truly changes all the time. I think. <laughs> right. Right. And but she her- pronounces words like she just picks. A, she's like, I'm not going to go with the pronunciation that's standard. <laughs> I know her, her, her sister's name is like mayor. And she kept calling her like mayor. She kept it mayor. Like the way she was saying it was so strange to me. Yeah. And it, it was like, then they would show the name on the screen and it was like, just <laughs> Melanie or something and I was like why are you saying it like mayor yeah yeah it's really it's like a mix of like pick any pronunciation she wants <laughs> and also she always has like a little bit of a like she's chewing on something sound yeah. or something it, it but- always sounds sponsored by Franzia like a box <laughs> wine like that's do you dip into Jersey okay well I missed a season or two because I was finding it to be so sad with like the Melissa and Teresa stuff. But I watched the premiere of the new season because I thought I got to get back in and I really enjoyed it. Sometimes I get depressed from Jersey because like I just said, I'm repeating myself because sometimes it gets so dark and it's like, I don't know. 
Jersey. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's hard because they're family. So there's like an yes, that's added what it darkness is. to something. I feel that way with Beverly Hills too. And when we get in the, the things oh. with like Kyle and Kath and Kim, I'm like, okay, yes. this is real life. And then you're looking at it from behind the scenes angle of like, oh fuck, like they're doing all of this. They're ruining their families for a TV show. And that's something sad about that. Exactly. I think that's exactly right. Because even with like, with Salt Lake, you're like sad when they get in, like when, you know, I I guess Whitney and Heather are technically cousins or something, but it doesn't feel like a real, you know, it's like, even when these women get in fights, you're like, well, they don't really know each other. It's fine. But when it's family, it feels so dark. It feels so sad. Who is your, do you have a favorite housewife of all the women? Of all the gals? Of all of them? Yeah. Really do think that Candace is so funny. (laughs) She she's really, good. She's so quick. She's so quick. She really makes me laugh. I, I think she's like genuinely talented. I think she's a really good singer. I like her songs. I think she's so beautiful. And I do think that she is so, so funny. Yeah. So Candace is like the first one that came to my mind. But Candace uh, yeah. had a stellar season. I feel like she just had, Ugh. she was on top this year. And it was, it was great to see. She really was able, it seemed like at the beginning of the season, they were really, really trying to make the Chris stuff be a thing. And, um, it, she really kind of stopped that from happening. And also, so did like the editors and stuff because they fully showed that was wild, wasn't it? Those women (laughs) was Mia and that other woman (laughs) that kept calling Sesame Street that like made claims and then they showed those exact conversations and he's literally like looking at his phone <laughs> and not talking to them. It was so crazy. It, I, I was so happy for Bravo too. I was like, good for you. Cause often they miss that stuff, you know, yeah. which how could you not? It's, it's, you know, you can't be there all the time, but. Um, well, and but, I think yeah. the instinct as a viewer is that they were going to flash back to footage and, and they'll find any footage to make Chris look like he was, yeah, with these women or something like that. So the fact that they did it and and either they were combing through footage and realized like they literally have not even something usable. And so yes. like, okay, we have to do the opposite end of that. But it, yeah, it was such a funny shift. Yeah, I really, I really, I think Candace and Chris are such a great couple and I really root for them. What do you think I of just, his capris? He wears capris a lot. He wears a lot of capri pants. Um. I don't know. I kind. I think Candace has such good style that I sort of am like she probably has something to do with them, and so I don't think I have as good of style as her. So I don't think I can judge. Now the style. <laughs> I mean, the style uh, for a lot of these housewives is so questionable, and I. I think I had to hear somebody point out to me Giselle's style because I Giselle is so like blindingly beautiful that you miss her style. And then the moments I don't know who pointed it. The moment it was pointed out to me, uh, I was like, uh, oh, my God, her style. Yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. And then you start to realize it goes beyond just the outfits. It goes to the house and to the interior oh design. Oh, my God, the house. <laughs> It's rough. It's so, rough. so, so rough. What do you think of the Robin and Giselle of it all? Do you think there was this whole scandal with Robin and, yeah. and she revealed things behind a paywall of a Patreon? I don't think Andy was very happy about that. I thought that Andy did a good job when he like sort of grilled her on Watch What Happens Live. I thought that he, um, I thought that he got like he sh- he he clearly was mad and he like was respectful of her, but kind of wasn't letting her off the hook like easily 
But I also, um, I do think it's, and I love Robin. I think she's, I think she's so like, I really root for her too, but it's tough. It's tough that like she waited and, and, and that she and Giselle kept that quiet. And then it, and then the Patreon thing, which I guess she was saying that the reason she, she revealed it on Patreon was because it had like come out already or something. But, but then, like, real. Then why didn't she just say it on her podcast? Like, why make people pay for it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's smart business mood. I, I'm sure she made thousands on that because yes, right, 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 right. Enough people probably paid the five dollars. I don't know how much it was, but yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But but um, Andy is the person who sort of you know has this show where he hired her to share her life is probably so mad and I don't blame him. And she does have so many like loyal Bravo viewers that I'm sure are so mad. Myself you included. Know. Yeah. Uh, I worry about the credibility of Potomac because I've always loved Potomac, but I think yeah. between like the Rob and Giselle, that Patreon situation, and then Mia, who's just lies about everything on camera, but I love it. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. Mia's lying, but it's like, we're you kind know- of getting into the space where it's just becoming fiction. The stuff with Mia and her friend though, her friend, her friend's Jacqueline, name? is it Jacqueline? Jacqueline, yeah. I think. Yeah. That stuff to me is so sad. And I really feel, you can see that Jacqueline's trying to make, um, like make, have them make up. And Mia's just sort of not having any part of it. Like it's just sort of, it's crazy how mean Mia is being to her. And I, I obviously, you can never know like all the details, but it sort of feels like, everything was fine with the two of them until Mia was on a reality show. Right. 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 Which is sad. And then did, what was going on? Was, didn't they say after the uh, finale, they were like, Mia's doing great. Her like health is great, but her finances are not as great because they're closing some of the like chiropractor (laughs) offices. And I was like, what? What is this about? I only saw sort of like headlines or something. I think there, somebody like, took the keys and bank books to the chiropractic places or something. And so forgive me, I don't, I didn't look into it. Like I saw a headline and then moved on, but I think someone like stole her business, either like stole them or like took over the deeds or like she lost the chiropractic businesses. Some of them. Have you ever gone to a chiropractor? Yeah. Yes, I have. And I don't know. I've never done it. And I always am like, I should do that because I love like cracking my wrists and stuff. <laughs> but it, chiropractor seems like such a big theme lately on Real Housewives in a way that I'm like, what's going on? Because remember, <laughs> what's her name's husband was a chiropractor and she was so rich and you were like, what is he charging per session? Well, it's like um, how we go in these phases where we had like goat yoga on every show. And it's like right now, yes. we, mu- we yeah. must be in the chiropractic phase. Of yeah, like- we're in the chiropractic fra- phase. Yeah. But apparently, you know, it sounds like you're not sold on it. And neither is um, <laughs> no. a, lot I- of- <laughs> a lot I'm, of me. By businesses. the way, I've, I've heard from I've heard really mixed things, but it does seem like um, it does seem like that's, you know, business isn't booming the way. The way it once was, at least for Mia and Gordon. No, I'm worried about them. And but who knows what anything she says is true or what's the truth to any of it. But I like watching it in a way that most times when housewives lie, I'm like, oh, they're lying too much or something. But yeah, for some reason, Mia is like able to sell me on it. I don't get why. Yeah, yeah. I I, I hear you. I I feel like 
um, she is <laughs> she is a good businesswoman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because she goes in there. We have to draw the line there, Vanessa. <laughs> we just talked about how she like lost all her businesses. And- <laughs> right. right. You know what? I, like I know. Her. We don't know why. And then I also, I also really root for Ashley, but I'm like, first of all, I do feel like Ashley is so shady. Like she really st- stirs the pot. And I sort of have gotten my whole life. I've heard the thing of like, it's good to not be, it's good to be financially like independent independent and understand your money. And like, I feel like my parents kind of instilled that in me and just like through school and stuff, I've just always kind of, but it is really, you see it with a lot of these housewives, but Ashley is like the most recent one where like, you could see like a few episodes ago where she was just like, she was, you could tell that she like doesn't know at all how her money works and that the idea that she wasn't going to go in on a house with Michael was like, uh, even when that woman, that lawyer is like, this is a bad idea. You could tell she was going to do it because I think she just doesn't understand her money. And it's sad because she seems like she's a really smart person, but she just never learned that stuff. And can't uncle, uh, uncle Sam, Uncle Bunk or Uncle? Oh, her uncle, not the uncle, nations. Not the nations, Uncle. Okay. Um, uncle, Uncle, Uncle Lump. Oh, right, Is right, Lump. Yeah, Lumpy. Can't Uncle Lump and her mom help with some of that stuff, or Uncle Lump and his his wife? You know, I felt like the mom tried to in the finale say like this is a bad idea. Yeah, and kind of gave her that look. I don't know if she actually said it, but she did give a look that said a thousand words over that Facetime call where she's like, Ashley, what are you doing? Yes. Oh my God. And now that I know you're from Cleveland, I can hear your Midwest Midwest accent and I love it. It's so great. Um, I have it too. We learned, we learned the money management in Ohio. They don't teach everyone. We learned the money management in Ohio. We must've like, I, I, um, I really feel for it. Cause in the previews for the, um, for the reunion, she doesn't, she say like, uh, the divorce settlement is not working out in my favor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's Which is all troublesome. Scary. I mean, I feel like we're going to look back on this time and be like, Ashley, you were making such stupid decisions throughout your divorce. Yeah. It's just, I'm surprised. It just feels like she has such a good job being on the real housewives that she couldn't, doesn't have like a lawyer or somebody who could like help her with that stuff. So that she, yeah. yeah. And I, the thing, yeah, I don't know if she has a good team of people behind her, but she, she's been on the show for so long. She should be making at least a decent paycheck. I know they don't pay housewives like a ton for their first season. To me, I want to know so badly what they make. I really Uh, have never been able to figure it out from like a, in a real way. I think it's like 60 K for their first season. Okay. And I remember there was like a legal situation with Gina from orange County housewives. Okay. And so it was revealed in some court documents it might have even been less than that, but for some reason, 60 K is sticky in my head. Okay, and So okay. I'm worried taking that as fact, but it's low <laughs> for the, for a whole season of reality yeah. TV where they're filming a lot. Like that's not much. It's like uh, once they've been on for several seasons, that's when they kind of start making money. But Ashley's been on for, I mean, how many seasons of Potomac have there even been? I think it's like, se- are we in seven, eight? Yeah. I, mean, I should know that too, but she's been on it long enough that 
her she paycheck should be. should be decent. Yeah. Not to mention like they get all those sponsors, but she's a big TikToker. So I'm sure there's right, gotta be tips right, and right. TikTok money. Well, I hope Michael isn't like his put in the, you know, d- divorce settlement. Like I make X amount of dollars from your TikTok stuff. Like I wouldn't put it past him. We obviously know he's the biggest villain. Um, well, are there one of the biggest, there's one of a the lot. biggest villains. Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with so much more from Vanessa Bayer, including the Ashley and Luke from Summer House of It All. They have a dalliance that seems like it maybe was reheated recently, uh, according to social media. So we're going to talk about that as well as so much more Bravo stuff. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I want to thank ACAST. I will be doing live shows. So come see me live if you're in Seattle, Denver, Colorado, or if you're in Salt Lake City, Utah. We're going to be recapping whatever Bravo's going on at the time. This is, these shows are all in April. So we'll be covering all the Bravo stuff that's going on and just having a good time. So go to everythingiconic.com at the top of the page. There's a live show link where you can get tickets or just, uh, you know, you could search Google or I'll put it the link in the episode description. Also, I mentioned this on the last episode of Everything Iconic, but there might be an episode or two of Everything Iconic that we missed because I'm having some very minor stomach surgery for some health stuff that I have going on. So I will be recovering uh, over the next week or so, but I'll be back to the microphone as soon as I can. But in the meantime, uh, I will be uh, chilling in bed and chilling in bed. I'm having the surgery uh, as of this recording. I'm having it in a couple days. So everything should be fine and it's all minor stuff. So thank you for understanding and we'll be right back. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, 
all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash Iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Wait, she's with Luke now from Summer House. I don't know if you dip into those shows. Oh, I love Summer House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, are you attracted to Luke? Because he's kind of got that Midwest vibe to me. Like He really does. I I, I mean, he's obviously very handsome. I... um, some of his choices, I feel like, have been questionable. Like, when he was not interested in that one woman, I'm going to be so general here, and Anna, if you can follow me, but that woman wanted to, like, have a relationship with him. He was not interested with her, and then he was, like, interested in this other woman who had a boyfriend instead, kind of. Yeah, I like, might be mixing up my storylines, but a, yeah. but um, he his, his decisions f- seem kind of questionable. And also, it's really tough for me when he's like playing guitar by himself. I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst. <laughs> like just someone, it's like, cause you know, you're not by yourself. You're with a bunch of cameras. So like just him like going off and playing guitar. I'm always like, this absolutely makes me <laughs> want to hurl. Just, yeah. I just want to throw up. It's so lame i Uh, love i love watching people like especially i think straight men when they're so good looking from such a young age they just never have to develop any sort of yes you're absolutely right and so like his whole life when he does in college probably when he pulled out the guitar everyone wanted to sleep with them so they would be like oh you sound so good probably or you're yes exactly he never had to and also like he makes jewelry right so he's like forging (laughs) jewelry (laughs) then i'm like I can't imagine this jewelry looks great, but like he's just um, and people probably everyone's it. like, oh yeah. my god, a big like you know onyx star. Like this is perfect for me because you're so handsome. I'd love to just like spend. I don't even know how much it costs, but on like a big piece of metal. There's this. I'm gonna embarrass myself for a minute, but there was a post he did on. I don't remember if it was Instagram or TikTok <laughs> or something where he was cutting wood with an axe, and I looked at the comments, and all the comments were like. 
lusting after him just because he's cutting this wood. Yeah. I've I've seen these guys do this because there's this really hot guy from that show, Sex Lives of College Girls or um, right, right, right. Yeah. HBO show. And there's this really hot guy and and he did the same thing recently. And I was like, oh, this is like a, a, a thing with these like hot straight men. They post them cutting wood and I don't even think they actually cut wood probably in their real life all that much, but they post a video of it. And then the whole comment section is like lusting after them. And so it's this crazy sort of vicious cycle of now they're being, I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, I know what you mean. I mean, I find like on dating apps, like I'm on Raya and I find that um it's always, these men are always like jumping off a cliff or they're um <laughs> like in the middle of the woods, like, yeah, like chopping wood or something. And, and like, you know, with a really enormous dog and I'm like, this is hell. Like I, yeah. it's like they're coat, they're cosplaying or cosplaying. What's that word of like what they yeah. think like a, a yeah. woman wants. And then there are people who do want that, but I don't feel I like they're actually so. rugged people. Or I don't think these guys are like that rugged version. Yeah. Of like yeah. Yeah. It's like, sold. what are you going to do? Are you going to start a fire with the wood? Like, why are you chopping into all this wood? I don't, I don't get it, but I do love, I love summer house. And I did watch what happens live with Paige. I, I, they asked me like what they, I, I guess it must've been, um, I never have gotten to pick who I do watch what happens live with, but I've always loved whoever I was with, but like I got to pick and I said, I wanted to do it with Paige. Cause I'm like, I, I really like Paige. I do I too. She's I did cool. too. Um, and what was my point? Oh, just that I'm a huge summer house fan. And I, I really think it's one of the most, like it just puts me at ease. I just, it's, I love watching it. Yeah. I, I yeah, think I, it's because they're not like selling stuff all the time. And so, I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. There's a, uh, I mean, we could tie this back to your podcast because I also think there's like a nostalgia element to Summer House or Winter House yes. because of the overhead cameras. It feels very <laughs> real worldy, <laughs> like right. That's so funny. That's such a good point. Like that's true. Yeah, it does feel, like feel really real worldy, and they're not making it in the way that Housewives do. Like it's like you still kind of know them from Summer House, and I don't mean that as like a slight to any of them. I just mean it's kind of refreshing that like that's where you go to see them. You don't go to like, uh, you know, I don't know. They they don't have all these like side businesses aside from Lover Boy or whatever. Lover Boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Paige could be like a huge superstar, and I've said this on my show, and it's not always popular, but I yeah. just feel like she's got kind of like an it factor that not I a lot agree. of people I agree. I yeah. agree. And I, when I did watch what happens live with her, sorry to keep bragging about this, but her parents were there and I was like, you must be so proud. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I like, I wanted to like, you know, I wanted to just like, what are we doing after? Um, but they were, I was, they, I think they're excited for her. Like she's, I don't know. I just feel like she, I agree. I think she's got it factor. You must be um, so proud of her laying in that bed on TV all day. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, I always like, there's something when, um, when Paige and I'm blanking on her name would, when the one Italian guy would bring them coffee in bed, I was oh. like, Oh, they're having the best time. <laughs> I know. Andrea, I was upset because I just don't care for Craig anymore. I used to, and I turned on him and, <laughs> So I was so upset because she had this gorgeous Italian man bringing her coffee and then she chose right. Craig and I was like, what is this? I know. I know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's tough. I mean, 
I I guess I missed the most recent season of Winter House. I tried to keep up with Winter House too, so I missed a lot of the Craig stuff. Oh no, I missed Southern Charm, which Craig and Paige were on Southern Charm. So but anyways, um, I, yeah, I know. They're asking so much of us these days. They're asking <laughs> so much of us. I really do get stressed out. I'm like, oh my God, should I start watching Family Karma? I have to go to bed. <laughs> you really should start watching Family Karma. Number Is it one. great? I, it's like one of the best. Family Karma and Married to Medicine. Well, I that's think. the one That's the one that I keep hearing is so good is Married to Medicine. And I'm like, why? I, I need to. I think the reason I haven't started is because it's been on for so long. I'm. Could I start? With a current season, or would that be? You could. To me, it's the most consistent show on Bravo. So there's never been a bad season. Of, okay. Even the pandemic season of Married to Medicine is great. Like the one yeah. they filmed in the pandemic. So it's always good. But, but really, I think you should start with season one just because it's always good. I think it's not one of those ones, in my opinion, that's starts off too slow or, or yeah, anything. Like right. I just think it's always been good. I think what stressed me out about it, why I didn't start watching it when it first came out was because I was already watching so many Real Housewives. I was like, because this, the name of this show is different than Real Housewives, it feels stressful to like, now I watch this show too. Like it, like at a certain point, there's only so many hours in the day, but I have consistently heard that Married to Medicine is great and, and Real Housewives of Miami, which I haven't started yet. Miami is I so, know. so good. I I love it. I feel that how you feel about the Below Deck franchise. Like now there's so That's how I feel them. about Below Deck too. And I'm like, I don't know. And I have watched seasons before where I've loved it. But then once they got, once they got rid of like Kate and Hannah, then I felt like no right. gro- grounding to any of these people. Like, cause I just didn't recognize them. And yeah. then they started doing these offshoots of being on a yacht and then being on a, a pontoon or I don't know where they were sailing off to, but it was like, there's so many and I don't know where to go. The other thing is like, I really like the show. Like I love the, um, I love that when you watch those shows, like the escapism and the like luxury of all of it and everyone's so rich and stuff like that. And I think that that's below deck is supposed to sort of show that because they're, um, because they're on these yachts. But I used to work, I did like four months on a cruise ship where I, with Second City, where I like performed on a cruise ship. And I lived in those little rooms that they're in. I mean, I, we, we had it pretty good. We didn't have to live in like those as tiny of rooms, but living in those rooms is, I saw, those rooms are tough. And, and I feel like it's a little, like, I don't know. I want like the whole show to be like, just, fun and whatever and it feels like they're in those little rooms having you know and when that who was the woman had like weed pills or something and then (laughs) and they're in this little room and she's like knocking on the door and you're like oh it just it was kind of claustrophobic and i don't know i've just gone on such a nonsensical rant about below deck but i just feel like some of it is just like can we get to like the fun stuff yeah. And it's gotten, I feel over the years, more claustrophobic. So whereas yeah. I would have liked them to expand into a bigger ship, it seems as though they've decided to go on smaller ships. Oh my God. I can't watch Below Deck Adventure, except every time I close my eyes, I hear Below Deck Adventure, right? <laughs> it's on so much. And obviously, if you if you watch, <laughs> if you watch um, Bravo, you're always seeing those Sky Rizzy commercials. Um, which also I always hear in my head, even though they're, I don't know if you noticed, they're going towards a new song. No, I haven't noticed. Are they they are. One? They're oh. doing like a remix that's like a new song. And I'm like, 
the, the, it's different than the things are getting clearer song oh and God. it makes me furious because i'm like this song's so good i keep looking for it on spotify right i was just talking about do you remember that in the ohio the empire commercial empire yes yeah 800-588-2300. Maybe it's nationwide, but I, I just remember I think it was in New York when I was living there, too, because my friend Ben, who lives in New York, pointed out to me that it's for a car service, right? I thought it was carpet cleaning. but Oh, oh, I'm thinking Damn. of there's a car service one in New York where the guy <laughs> where the car pulls out and it pulls out behind like a parked car and it can't move. But you don't yeah. notice that because you're so into the song. Anyway, but you're right. Empire was carpet. Empire was carpet. Empire today or something? Empire. That's all I remember is. I yeah. remember the number 800-588-2300. Yes. And I only remember that number because I, I think I mentioned on the show once and somebody was like, oh, this was the number. And then it all came flooding back. To, I still have, Um, at, I went to OU my first two years of college. Oh, wow. And there was yeah. A commercial. It was like Ronnie Deutsch and she, it was a yeah. lawyer or something. And she, she would shout $20 and like that. That her yelling or somebody in that commercial yelling $20 like sticks out in my head so vividly. Do you remember the jewelry commercial? We went to school with the Botnicks who owned this jewelry store and they, the sons were like in the commercial and they were talking about buy, the, the, one of the jokes one of them makes is he goes, or you could buy a watch for your girlfriend who's always late. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, these things, these are the the tales of our of our generation. The um Roni commercial where it was like a parody of that song. It was like Roni Roni. Oh yeah. That made that me excited. Yeah, that, I, that made me excited. I thought that was really good marketing, actually. And then I know. I'm so I'm so upset about the whole legacy of it all. Now we're not getting the legacy. Yeah, and- so the legacy has completely gone away. I think so. What I've the rumor that I've heard is that they're trying to pivot it because contract negotiations negotiations fell through. So the hope is that maybe they'd pivot it to make it like an ultimate girls trip legacy. Oh, that's kind a good idea. That's a good idea. It's something. I mean, yes. I like. I yeah, I want them all lock them up at Dorinda's house. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, because it does feel like as much as like the the most recent seasons haven't been great. It does feel like a lot to lose all of them at once. Like it just is they, you know, Sonia and Luann, like they're so great. I, I, you know, I don't know. It must have been really bad behind the scenes. Like, I don't think we'll ever fully yeah. truly know the legalities of it because there's no way they would just throw it away like the way that they did. Yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Vanessa, we have to pivot because I know I got to let you go. But I do... Um, quickly want to ask you Barb and star. You're so funny in that. I mean, that must've been a wild experience because the movie's so hilarious, but did, did you kind of have an idea going into it? Like the tone or like the, what these characters would be? Um, I think Kristen asked me about doing it and I, she was like, we have this character we'd love. Like, it was like, I immediately was like, I love, this is, this is really feels like home. Like I just really thought that the idea of these kind of, Midwestern women uh, having a talking club instead of a book club <laughs> was so funny. And, um, and it was just so fun. You know, I was, Kristen was uh, in the SNL cast with me my first two seasons. And I felt so lucky that I got to like spend all that time with her because she's so funny. And, um, and so like, I just was like, immediately like, I, I love this. And, and the mid, I think there's, I think the reason, you know, partially that, I maybe she thought of me was because of and Annie thought of me was because of like the Midwestern of it all, which didn't you feel that watching? I felt like it was so 
um just so even much. the way they dressed us and stuff and um i don't know i just thought they did that i think so that good. movie is so funny i think it's got to be one of the best comedies of the past 10 years like it's i it's agree so hysterical. and it came at the perfect time of the pandemic where I, we all just needed something to laugh at and yes unfortunately totally. i think some maybe some people didn't catch it because it was at such a weird time of release but right right it'll just live on forever and ever because it's so funny it's so funny. I I truly it's I love it so much. I think Kristen and Annie are so funny, and yeah, I love it. Uh, was there a, a musical guest or person hosting SNL that you thought was like the most physically beautiful? Um, I thought Carrie Washington was really. She was so nice, and I thought she was so beautiful. I also thought Sofia Vergara truly looks like a Barbie in real per- in real life. Like she's so beautiful too. Um, you, you're probably asking about men too. No, I don't no. know. Well, anyone. Yeah. yeah. Just it, it's cause it, you have all these huge superstars coming in. Yeah. Just being, um, I just remember being like b- both of them being like, they're so beautiful. And a lot of the guy, I mean, a lot of the men were like, I don't know. There's just a lot of like extremely, you know, I feel like, a lot of celebrities are so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I ask all of my guests, they're sexiest man alive. So if you were choosing for people magazine, who would you choose for sexiest man alive? And then I also want to know, since your podcast is so nostalgia based, like who the guy was when you were a kid that you had on the wall, or was it like a, a- I loved Jared Leto from my so-called okay. life. I really was like obsessed with him. And, um, wait, I'm I- going to interrupt you for a second because I just saw this clip. Rosie O'Donnell show was like my favorite thing growing up. Yeah. And there was this clip I just found of Scarlett Johansson as a 13 year old girl. And Rosie asked her, asked Scarlett, who do you have a crush on these days? Is it Leo? And she's like, no, it's Jared Leto. But, but Rosie thought she says Jay Leno. <laughs> <gasps> And it just makes me laugh so much because she's asking a 13 year old girl like, Oh, is Jay Leno your crush? So you're saying Jared Leto. Jared Leto was absolutely my crush. I loved, um, I love my so-called life so much. And, um, a hundred percent. In fact, I ended up going to Hawaii, but I almost, I did a make a wish because I had leukemia when I was a teenager and I'm fine now. And, um, I almost had it to be, to meet him. But then I told my parents, that I very confident teenager. I said, I'd rather us meet when we're peers. So we went to Hawaii instead. And then I was presenting at the MTV video awards. And so was he. And that's where we met. Isn't that crazy? I love that. And I love that at such a young age, he wants, he's going to be my peer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also like fully battling, like just, just like, Oh, I'm going to be fine. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait till we're peers and then I'll meet him then. It'll all work out. Yeah. 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 Uh, he Was he physically, he's physically beautiful too. I feel like he's not. Aged yes. At all he's too, a very, is... very handsome guy. And, uh, but God, if you watch those episodes of my so-called life, it, they still like really hold up. Like they're, it's just such a great show. And he's so, so handsome in it, even though I, I think, I think you're not really supposed to, well, I think you can root for whoever you want, yeah. but I mean, Yeah. Yeah, his character is flawed as as our as our as we are all characters, real and right. fiction. Housewives and my so called life—they're all all flawed. They're all flawed. Yeah. Uh, the other question I ask all my guests is your favorite Mariah Carey song. Oh my god! This is 
you just, I'm going to ask you not to say a Christmas song because a lot of people yeah. do and I get upset. Yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was just rewatching the video for Someday. I really like Someday and I really like Emotions. Um, I love that you said Someday. No one's ever given me the answer of Someday. And I think it's yeah. such an underrated song, which Mariah has said she, she doesn't, she didn't love it until when she was married to Nick. Nick said, he kind of got her on board. Got it. I think Someday is such a good song. And she was so like doing such a different thing. Like she was so, um, she was such a kind of like new sound. And also if you watch her in those videos, she's such a little cutie. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean that in a condescending way, but like, I don't know. I just feel like she's so nineties that she's wearing, she's always wearing like a bodysuit and kind of like jeans. I don't know. She's cool. There's no more nineties video than the fantasy amusement park. Um, video it just feels so 90s i think it was 96 or 95 yeah the other thing that i always loved was that she had because i always had curly hair i love that she had curly hair but she straightened her bangs oh yeah yeah that was a choice yeah it was such a choice but it was like it looks great on her i mean she's obviously beautiful and when i would try to straighten my bangs not the same effect i'm not i'm not trying to like insult myself or anything but just didn't quite pull it off in the same way well Um, and also you're in a little girl in ohio and she's got like a full hair like in sixth grade and i'm i'm like hmm, maybe straightening my bangs with a round brush that's gonna look great and that's gonna last throughout the day and not turn into like a huge uh ball of frizz on my forehead but but the way she did it, it's because I think that's the thing about straightening your hair is that it sort of flatters your face. But it's so genius to me to like keep most of it curly and then you just have to worry about f- straightening your bangs. That's so smart. Yeah. And quick too. probably a quicker. So quick. Yeah. A quicker thing. I, I have I have pretty thick hair, and I remember wanting like the Devon Sawa, like you know how they part it in the middle. <laughs> yes. And it just didn't happen. And I, it was like it, it's not going to happen because you have, you know, whatever. And then also, in high school or whenever like the boy bands, the end sings came, I tried yeah. fro- the frosted tips like from a store for yeah. one night, and then I had to buzz my hair because it looked so bad. I have dark black hair because like, you have it dark weird. hair, right? It looks better, I guess, on a lighter. But that is so funny. I feel like. I don't know for sure that my brother did this, but I feel like a lot of guys would try and do that Devin Sawa, like middle part. And when they didn't have stick straight hair, doesn't it work. was, it doesn't really work. Uh, you know, you got to kind of embrace your texture. Yeah. Jonathan but, Taylor Thomas did it too. And his was like, so his had like a little wave, I, I think. Right, right, oh, right, so right. So yeah. I, that's the, by the way, with, as someone with curly hair, that was the hair that I always wanted was like, I always wanted, um, like, um, what's her name in who who played Bailey's girlfriend in Oh Jennifer Hewitt. In, yeah, I always wanted. Wow, so quick, Danny. That was cool. Um, I would expect nothing less. But Previous I always guest of everything iconic. She <laughs> really. <laughs> I wanted her. I wanted her hair so badly because it was like that straight hair that would just like kind of. she had such great hair and we really got fucked up with the whole curly hair thing in terms of like remember even patty stanger the millionaire matchmaker she was so mean (laughs) to curly haired women and it just was like that was pretty late that was way after yeah you're right 2010s and she was on television telling these women they weren't going to get men if they had curly hair you know i have to say millionaire matchmaker patty was so brutal to those women she's my arch nemesis really yeah just she doesn't know it but yes because she was also brutal to gay men too 
She is. She. I don't think that. I don't think she works today. Like I don't think her, uh, her, her brand, her brand. of it, like I don't think she could make a show today. I'm not trying to. You know, I know. I know a lot of people are really grateful for the matchmaking work she's done, and I'm not trying to take away <laughs> from that. Being very diplomatic, but like. She was so brutal. Just those poor women who had to like, I'm sure like sign a waiver and be like, whatever gets said to you can be on TV or whatever. And then she'd, yeah, she'd be like, your hair's curly. Why are you dressed like, like she just. She hated redheads. She was like so uh, into redheads. And she like, would have torn me apart. She would have absolutely torn me apart. You know and I, I f- went to, I went to middle school or something with someone who became one of her, um, like assistants in the later seasons, like not the girl who had like the round bangs and the mm-hmm, guy, mm-hmm. but remember there was another season where the, where the assistants all kind of looked like they were like very polished. They were like very attractive kind of. Um, yeah. And so I went to, I grew up with one of them and she was a child model. I can so vividly picture those first two assistants. You oh, just mentioned those... like they're right front and center in my head. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Me. I, I think, um, when I first moved to LA, I was asked to like be at one of the the mixers for like a gay millionaire oh or something. God. And I remember I was out of town or something and I got a call or an email and I don't remember how it happened, but I was so upset that I couldn't make it to the mixer. And I look back and I'm like, thank God I didn't go thank to Thank God mixer. you didn't make it to the mixer. Because like, what if, yeah, what if you had made it to the final three or wasn't, weren't there like a final three or a final two? I, but Vanessa, it would have broke me if I would have had to watch the show and then see her saying mean things about me. Oh or, my God. It's really, she really was so brutal. Or she would sit down the gay men and she'd be like, so who's, who's the fudge packer? And like, now, do you, you don't want to fucking who, like she would be so vulgar about it. And it was, they had to just sit there and be like, oh, it's me. Like I'm the top or something. I was like, why are we? <laughs> yes. Patty, by the way, just to say really quickly, like, do you, I, I, I don't always keep up with 90 day fiance, but I am really into Darcy and Stacy. Yeah. So I'm, that? I am familiar. I haven't watched, I've seen okay. a season of Darcy and Stacy cause my boyfriend like loves it. Okay. Uh, and so, and I've Darcy's been on this show, like twice, even though I don't oh my really watch 90 day fiance. Yeah. When I very first started my podcast, Darcy was on twice. <laughs> 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 and I remember she, her favorite movie, she told me, was like Officer and a Gentleman, and I will never forget that. I don't even know why, but it, like that sticks in my head. Um, I can do a Darcy, I think. And she goes, <gasps> "Please, I love." Wait, hold on, let me try. I've never really tried it. In for okay, I love our, I love Officer Gentleman. It's it. it I can't. I I don't know why I offered that, but she's just like <laughs> she's just like it thinks like uh, like I want love. I want love. I I I don't know if I'll get, but I. I, I that's want. what I want, but, but I want, but you know, and I tried and he didn't work and it's not pipe. It's okay. <laughs> but okay. So it wasn't that great. I built no, it up a lot, but no, the, point I got is, it. I liked it. the point is, um, now if you watch season three of Darcy and Stacey, which who knew that, okay, there, she's going to a matchmaker now who's actually really kind of nice is not like Patty, but it's so funny because in the episode, uh, the matchmakers like looking at the photos that Darcy. Do you follow Darcy on social media? No, I I did though. Like I I, know, I unfollowed. It's, it's I know it's she. But anyways, the matchmakers like okay. So the photos that you sent me are like very heavily filtered. She's like she's like if you sent if someone sent 
you photos like this that were so filtered and then you met them and they didn't look like that. Like, how would you react? And I say all of this not to, uh, I'm not trying to like make fun of Darcy because I really actually feel like she's, she's in there. She's trying her best. She's you know, sweet. Like, she's she sweet. seems like she's sweet. Yeah. Yes. But it's, but it's, um, it's so funny to have like a matchmaker be like, who's this matchmaker's like, so you're like trying to date these guys that are like 20 years younger than you and you're using these fo- photos and Darcy's like, Right. Uh huh. Like, such good TV. So what's the problem? Yeah, she's like, okay. Like it just is so. You I'm gonna have really to dip back in her. because I will always love the saga of Darcy and Jesse. Was that his name? Like that was when oh. I was really, really into 90 Day Fiance, and then yeah, I followed Darcy to. She did some sort of spin-off. And then I watched that first season, which I think, was it filmed during a pandemic? I just remember her being in like the bathtub a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> Stacy got married like in the like in the middle of the night, like in the front yard. But the thing, yeah, the thing that brought down Jesse and Darcy was the um you <laughs> you have to you have to cut down a bias. You need to cut yeah. you have to cut on the bias. The steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then it was over. And then it was over. I'm not trying to laugh at them. I know it sounds like I am, but it is just, No, I'm laughing at them. Okay. It's yeah. it is it's just like the whole whatever of it. But yeah, the first season I think of Darcy and Stacy was during a pandemic. It just And there was nothing like, going on. Like they of course there wasn't it cuz not only do they not normally have a ton going on, but also it was like a pandemic and it was like, wow, this they really shot this show yeah, right yeah. with nothing. There's a new guy that Darcy was engaged to and now she's, you know, now she's going to match marker and his, I'm blanking on his name, uh, blanking on his name, but he, she just gets in with these guys that are so take advantage of her and you just really want her to have a win. Anyway, maybe that will happen on this season of Darcy and Stacy. I know I'm not here to promote TLC. I was just going to say, we're all going to watch Darcy and Stacy. I really did. I met her in person once too at like the, this, they did a mixer in West Hollywood with like the 90 day people. It was right when I yeah. started my podcast, they were like, you could come and interview all of them. And one guy wore like a bulletproof vest, which was weird. <laughs> it was like a weird, it Who was like the weirdest it was? thing. It was one of the, in the early seasons, he was like yeah. really popular, but he had like a bulletproof vest on at a bar in West Hollywood. And then, yeah, they were like the people interviewing would have the like Darcy would come and sit at your table and you'd chat with her. Yeah. And then they'd they'd filter through somebody else. I don't well, know. Did, it was if wild. you watch through the end of the first I think it's the end of the first season, Darcy and Stacy both go to like Turkey or something. Did you see this? And they get I think so. so much plastic surgery done. And then they come back and they reveal their faces and their faces have changed so drastically and now they both look really different because they got like nose job chin job like new teeth uh, all this stuff done to their bodies too and they look it's really crazy it's it's really drastic and also i'm like why isn't everyone watching this right it reminds me of um i'll have to watch it but uh the hills when heidi debuted her new face do you remember that back in the day oh, oh yeah yeah TV. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Vanessa, I've kept you way too long. I love you, and everyone's going to watch Showtime's I Love That For You. If you haven't seen it, go binge the first season, and we need Showtime to announce the pickup immediately because I need it, need it, need it. Uh, it's so, it truly so incredible. I'm not just saying that because you're here. I just, I thought it was so the best and it's set in Ohio and it's you, Jennifer Lewis, Molly Shannon, like the, it's come on. Thanks. It's so, so much, fucking Amy. good. Um, and then your podcast is how did we get weird, which is nostalgia driven, which we love here on everything iconic. So thank you so yes, much for yes, your time. Thank you so much, Danny. This was so much fun. Um, really excited. I got to be on your podcast and I'll see um, you in Cleveland. We'll, we'll have I'll lunch see you, at Heinen's yeah, or something. I'll see or? you. At, yeah. We'll have lunch at Heinen's. We'll go to the prepared food section. <laughs> but as a, you're like telling this woman at WKYC, about the Heinen's prepared food section. And it was so funny to watch because she is just like, you just keep talking about the prepared food section at Heinen's. And she's like, yeah, I love Heinen's. <laughs> it goes on for like three minutes or something. I don't and know. I, I probably that. was like, it was probably when I was on SNL and I was probably so tired that I was I, just. <laughs> I used to work at WKYC. I, I interned at the morning show there. There was a morning show called Good Company. And it was like local Cleveland morning show. Oh my God. And I remember like funeral home directors would like buy segments on the show. So I'd have to write questions to fill out a 10 minute segment of like these Cleveland morning anchors interviewing a funeral home director. And yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Well, you know, yeah, that's really funny. I (laughs) Vanessa, I've kept you too long. Love you. Thank you. Bye bye. You too. (laughs) 